Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt is sponsored by the Marquardt Law Firm and does not attempt to solve your individual legal problems upon the basis of information contained herein. Instead, contact an attorney to discuss the specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. The views and opinions of this program do not reflect the views of the Salem Media Group. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. And good morning. We welcome you today, this beautiful Saturday. I know it's a little cloudy out there, but you know that you're enjoying it this time. So we welcome you here to Talk Law Radio with your host, Todd Marquardt, sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. I'm Christiana Viegas, co-host and event planner for Marquardt Law Firm. And today's breakfast was absolutely magnificent. We go every morning so that way we can prepare for the morning show. But I think we're running out of places, Todd. Where did we end up going this morning? The Order Up, right? Yeah, we were at the Order Up. And their claim to fame seems to be the breakfast pizza. They have other things like breakfast tacos. And they even offer French fries with a side of syrup. Syrup? Okay, I've heard ketchup, I've heard cheese, I've heard mayo, but syrup? That's not something I'd like to try. (laughs) Uh, What I'm really looking for is a breakfast place with a golden brown waffle, uh, eggs over easy, hash browns, and bacon. I think I can take after Donkey and say that I like waffles, but I really want to hear where else can we go? We're running out of places, Todd. You know, why don't you call us in at 210-308-8867? We want to hear your recommendations. What's a good place that we haven't found yet here in San Antonio? Let us know what your recommended dish. We would like to get your advice by calling us at 210-308-8867. Eight eight six seven. A couple of other places we first went to was First Watch and the Hut Diner. And this morning we did get the order up. I got the San Antonian taco. That was really good with some potatoes in it. But back on track, this morning we're going to be talking about what exactly today, Ms. Todd? Today is all about Elder Law 101. And I first became passionate about elder law when I was in law school. Um, My grandmother, my dad's mom, was in the nursing home, and I was visiting one weekend, and I asked my granddad, so how's grandmommy doing? And he said, oh, not too good. They're going to kick her out of the nursing home. What? That's what I said. I said, uh, what could she have done? She's the nicest lady I've ever known. What could she have done to get evicted from a nursing home? Was she having her late night parties, Todd? (laughs) No. What he really meant was that she had been there for about 90 days, 
and uh, her rehab was finished. Oh goodness! What happened? What happened then? And what happens to a lot of people is that's when Medicare stops paying. And in his mind, if Medicare wasn't going to pay for the nursing home, then she was going to have to go home. The problem with that was that he couldn't lift her, and she needed 24-7 care. And so he, he was thinking, I can't pay for this, and I can't bring her home. So he was just really stuck. And so I said, Granddad, I think that there's something that you can do to save money and still qualify for benefits. And he said, no, there's not. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I already tried. You know, the grumpy old guy type. Um, and I said, Granddad, I'm in law school now. I've been learning about elder law and how you can qualify for benefits. But you know what he had? What? Powdered bottom syndrome. Have you heard of that? No. What is that? It's when uh, your granddad powdered your bottom so he can't take your advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he never. Well, it was many years later that he uh, opened up to me and allowed me to help him with some planning. But uh, by then, uh, he didn't need that kind of planning anymore. But what it did is it led me to this field to help people like him uh, qualify for benefits and save money in a legal, ethical, and above-board way. So hindsight can be twenty twenty, but as well as foresight then? Yeah, it's always best to plan, um, but we do have some clients who are fly by the seat of their pants and just wait and see. And if that's the case, when they come to us, usually they're in crisis, Uh, We can help either way. Well, if you do have any questions about what to do in in those moments, you can always contact us. Let us know your questions by dialing in 210-308-8867. Today we are live on August 24th. It is cloudy outside, so we do see that right along with you. Don't let it cloud your judgment, though. Feel free to give us a call at 210-308-8867, or you can visit our website and type in and chat with us at marcourtlawfirm.com. So has there been anyone else, Todd, that helped spark this, that kept your passion going? Yes, it it was my other grandmother, my mom's mom, and unfortunately she lost her husband, my grandfather, uh, right when they were about to retire, and ever since then she said, someday I'm going to develop Alzheimer's disease, like she was foretelling the future, and I I don't know if she was already predisposed to it because of genetics or if it was just uh, unfortunate thinking, but she did develop Alzheimer's disease. And so I owe part of my uh, desire to help older people to her fear of being in a nursing home. And so my mom took care of her, and uh, we we did our best to help. Um, But it goes back even further when I was growing up. Now, uh, my parents were divorced when I was just a little kid, and my mom uh, put herself through school and worked full-time as a single parent, 
And so my grandparents helped us a lot as kids. Uh, They would take us to school. They would take us to the doctor. They would take us to swimming lessons. And my mom's mom, on Wednesdays, that was her day off, she would take me to get my hair cut every now and then. And she said, someday you're going to take me to get my hair cut. <laughs> and so I that lived with me forever. So uh, did you have to memorize her haircuts at that point? <laughs> no, I never took her to get her hair cut because my mom did that. But, you know, I did help her in her l- later ages with some of her... Uh, making sure that her wishes were followed. And so their experiences um, led me through law school to focus my classes on elder law and estate planning. And I studied under one of the founders of elder law in San Antonio, Patty Sichler. I took her class, and uh, when I was in her class, I wrote a paper um, and submitted it to the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys Student Journal, which was uh, later published, and uh, Ms. Sichler helped me edit that paper and get it ready for publication. So right about that time that I was writing that paper, the uh, Deficit Reduction Act of 2005 had just been passed, and that was changing the way the elder law attorneys were helping people qualify for benefits and save money. So I was hitting the ground running with the changes in the law, historic changes. And so I was able to figure out uh, what the old way was and what the new way was going to be in order to help people qualify for these benefits. Well, that's kind of a changing tide that you have to adapt to then. So my philosophy for the practice of elder law is not new. In fact... My philosophy can be summarized by a British legal scholar. There is a moral responsibility, even higher than the legal, for children to help their needy parents. The duties of children to their parents arise from a principle of natural justice and retribution. For those who gave us existence, we naturally owe subjection and obedience during our minority and honor and reverence ever after. They who protected the weakness of our infancy, of their age, are entitled to our protection. They who buy sustenance and education have enabled their offspring to prosper, ought in return to be supported by that offspring, in case they stand in need of assistance. That was by William Blackstone in his Commentaries of the Laws of England. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. 
and we welcome you back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. This is Christiana Villegas, and while we had our break, we had someone call in. Richard, we thank you for contacting us. You are live on the air today. Are you there, Richard? Oh, yes, I'm here. Thank you so much for waiting for us. We heard that you had a question about a lease. Yes, uh, I wanted Mark to answer me if... uh, I bought this acre of ground. Actually, it's an acre and a third. And the Interior Ministry had a lease with the previous owners, and they paid the previous owners, and all the previous owners signed off on this lease. And then I bought it after them. And uh, this lease says that this it's good for, what do you want to call that word, uh, forever? And uh, they never show the interior ministry never shows up to take care of anything, and the trees are overgrowing. They have a lot of stipulations for me where I can't use it, and yet I'm paying taxes on it on this one third. And I'm wondering why am I responsible for a lease that I never signed off on or that I never got any money for? That's a great question. Uh... Most of the answers to your question are probably in that lease. Like you said, one of the aspects that you think is that it it runs forever with the land. Uh, We would say that 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 attaches to the land. And so what I would suggest is that you bring that lease to an attorney and have them explain your rights and responsibilities and then uh, maybe have the attorney call the interior and find out uh, why you're not being paid if, if that was your expectation. You can always um, possibly renegotiate. So that would be my suggestion is first to go over it with an attorney so that you can look at every part of the lease together and then have that attorney call the interior and and find somebody that could possibly negotiate with you. Thank you for Mark, your call. Where are you, where are you? Where are you located, Mark? We're off of 281, right in between uh, uh, Brook Hollow and Thousand Oaks on the access road going north. Yes. So give us a call on Monday at 210-530-4278. Okay, Mark, I wrote down that other number. But I need this number you just gave me just now. That's two one zero. I got that. Five three zero. Five three zero. Four two seven eight. Okay. Thank you. Thanks a bunch. Thank you for your calls, and if you have other calls, give us a call here at two one zero three zero eight 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 six seven. So people have their properties that they are worried about, Todd. Is there any way that they have to worry about their properties when they're seniors and they can't take care of it anymore? Yes, this is one of the things that we encourage people to plan in advance um, because you may want to protect that property and save it for your family. It may be like a family heirloom. And so uh, we do a areas of concern assessment And for a lot of people here in San Antonio and in Texas, they want to keep the property in the family. And if you want that to be legally enforceable, we have to put it down on paper 
make sure that it's uh, signed in the right way, and then we can protect your property for your family. But since uh, we haven't talked about it yet, I wanted to go over the mission of Talk Law Radio. We want to help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorneys' law license. The State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law, but does not want us to attempt to solve your individual and unique legal problems upon the basis of general information. Instead, we recommend you contact an attorney like Marquardt Law Firm to discuss your specific facts and circumstances of your unique situation. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Absolutely. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings you give to us. Thank you for our parents and grandparents. Thank you for our aunts and uncles. Thank you for all those older individuals in our lives who give us advice and encouragement. Please forgive us for our sins, our mistakes, or doing the wrong thing and failing to do your will. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So then... I've heard you saying elder law, and what exactly is that? Is that only for seniors? Is there an age limit or something? I'll explain. Uh, The definition of elder law comes, well, one definition comes from the National Elder Law Foundation, defining elder law as the legal practice of counseling and representing older persons and their representatives about the legal aspects of health and long-term care planning, public benefits, surrogate decision-making, older person's legal capacity, the conservation, disposition, and administration of older person's estates, and the implementation of their decisions concerning such matters, giving due consideration to the applicable tax consequences of the action, or the need for more sophisticated tax expertise. That's a mouthful, isn't it? That sounds like adulting to the second degree that I'm not ready for yet. <laughs> yeah, so if if somebody who's not an elder law attorney is trying to tell you what to do, even if it's your neighbor that's trying to tell you what they did to save and protect assets, it may not be considering all of those things. I Sometimes I hear stories about a bookkeeper or accountant or insurance salesman who's trying to tell you what to do to qualify for Medicaid. Mm. That's wrong. You should go to an elder law attorney. So let me explain where the, the National Elder Law Foundation comes from. It's a nonprofit organization founded in 1993 dedicated to the development and improvement of the professional competence of lawyers in the area of elder law. The National Elder Law Foundation is the only national certifying program for elder law and special needs attorneys. So then what would it take for a person to 
find the best elder law attorney? They can go online, Christiana, and go to the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys website. They can search that website. I'm a member of the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys. In fact, I was just elected to be a director for the Texas chapter. Oh, so that's what those balloons in your office were for. <laughs> yeah, you may have seen that the other day uh, on our website or Facebook page. So today, I want to talk about elder law. What is the definition of elder law? We just discussed that. Uh, then we're going to talk about how do we do health and long-term care planning what is decision surrogate decision-making, and why would we want to use government benefits? Well, a lot of people can tend to be prideful, so I think it's going to take some really interesting facts for people to try and consider that, right? Well, there's a couple of different ways that you can pay for your health care and long-term care in your old age. Number one is to be independently wealthy, which we all strive to be. Uh, number two is to have what they call long-term care insurance. And number three is uh, to rely on government benefits like Social Security and Medicaid. And the reason that this has become so important is because uh, people are living longer and living longer with disabilities. For example, uh, statistics tell us that up to 44% of Americans will face a disability of up to 4.7 years. Mm -hmm. um, during the year 2000, 1.3 million Americans received long-term home health care services. The Department of Health and Human Services says that 9 million Americans over age 65 will need long-term care this year. So that's why there's a growing area of practice called elder law, because so many people are turning age 65 and or they're becoming disabled or incapacitated. So for all the younger generations out there, you think that you can get away with that YOLO, you only live once. <laughs> what happens if you survive your attempts? This is something that you really should tune in for. We are taking questions still by dialing in at 210-308-8867, live with Todd Marcourt, and discussing the elder law and the facts about long-term care and what other aspects would fall into needing your long-term care? Well, I ask people that come into our office to help me define more clearly what their primary objective is. If you needed help with eating, dressing, bathing, transferring, or toileting, would your primary objective be to stay home no matter what, or live in the nicest retirement home in town, or leave a legacy by getting the appropriate level of care, but doing so at the lowest cost. That'll help us determine what steps you would need to take next. 
And we start with a, a concerns assessment where our clients can rate concerns with one being the lowest and, and 10 being the highest. So it's all up to you and how you want to be taken care of. But if you don't tell anybody how you want to be taken care of, then they're just going to guess. So then what's a good way to make sure that your long-term care and disability wishes are going to be followed through? The best way is to have a written plan. And this starts with the surrogate decision makers. Surrogate decision makers are people that are going to make decisions for you when the time comes that you can't make those decisions for yourself either because you're disabled or incapacitated because of stroke, heart attack, Alzheimer's or dementia, or something else. So when we come back, we'll talk more about how to decide who your decision maker is going to be and how to make that legally enforceable. If you have more questions about elder law, the long-term care insurance, or you want to voice your concerns about a surrogate decision maker, we do encourage you to call us at 210-308-8867, still live today on August 24th. We look forward to hearing from you by calling us 210-308-8867. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. I'm Christiana Viegas, your co-host and event planner of Marquardt Law Firm. Now, Todd, what else is there to factor in when you're making a choice for a surrogate decision maker? I always say you should choose someone you trust, someone who is trustworthy, someone who is worthy of trust. For financial and legal decisions, we recommend you choose someone who my dad would say has fewer problems than you. <laughs> this well, is someone who pays their bills on time, mm-hmm. someone who has not been sued, someone who pays their taxes, etc. For medical and health care decisions, we recommend you choose someone who is comfortable confronting physicians and health care workers. This means someone who will ask, What are the choices and not just go along? Because your surrogate decision maker for health care is going to get to decide which doctor, which hospital, which course of care. And so you want them to know what the uh, factors are that are going to be important in deciding one course of treatment over a different one. So then if we have to figure out who can make our decisions for us, how do we find out whether or not you are incapacitated and you can't make those decisions anymore? That's a great question. You can decide. But if you don't decide, if you have no plan, then a physician or a court will decide whether or not you're incapacitated. But I like to help people make a written plan to decide who's going to decide whether or not you're incapacitated. We put this in the take care of clause, uh, which you can set up in our office. Uh, 
Well, if you have any questions about how to set up that care plan, you can contact us at our office. Leave a voicemail at 210-530-4278 or go on to our website and leave a message with our chat box at marcourtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D for David and T like Tango, lawfirm.com. So, Todd, why do people live longer now? Well, the reason elder law is becoming so important is because people are living longer and living with chronic disability. And I'll answer your question uh, through a joke. Is that okay? <laughs> I always enjoy your jokes, Todd. Okay. The reason people live so long is because when God created the world, he also created the dog. Of course. And he told the dog, uh, you're going to sit all day by the door of your house and bark at anyone who comes in or walks past. For this, God gives the lifespan of 20 years. Is that 20 years in human years or dog years? <laughs> <laughs> so the dog said, God, that's a long time to be barking. How about only 10 years and I'll give you back the other 10? So God agreed. Then God created the monkey and said, Monkey, you're going to entertain people, do tricks, and make them laugh. For this, I'll give you a 20-year lifespan. The monkey said, Monkey tricks for 20 years? That's a pretty long time to be performing. How about I give you back 10 like the dog did? Monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> so God agreed. God created the cow and said, You must go into the field with the farmer all day long and suffer under the sun. Have calves and give milk to support the farmer's family. For this, I will give you a lifespan of 60 years. The cow said, Wow, that's kind of a tough life if you want me to live for 60 years. How about 20 years and I'll give back the other 40? God agreed again. Then God created man and said, Eat, sleep, play, marry, and enjoy life. For this, I'll give you a lifespan of 20 years. Sold. But man said, Only 20 years? Could you possibly give me my 20 plus the 40 the cow gave back plus the 10 the monkey gave back and the 10 the dog gave back? That makes 80, okay? Oh, wow. Okay, God said, you asked for it. So that's why for our first 20 years, we eat, sleep, play, and enjoy ourselves. For the next 40 years, we slave in the sun to support our family. And for the next 10 years, we do monkey tricks to entertain the grandchildren. <laughs> and for the last 10 years, we sit on the front porch and bark at everyone. <laughs> Okay, seriously, um, now back to elder law and why it's important. The reason that uh, we do our planning, like I've been saying all along, is to help people save money. And I think this is really just like tax planning for the middle class, because wealthy people can pay for this themselves out of their pocket. The rest of us are just trying to get by. So let me compare the money that I've been able to save people 
with money that um, the billionaires and millionaires have been able to save through tax planning. In 2011, billionaire investor Warren Buffett said that he paid only 17.4% of his taxable income in federal income taxes. So that's the annual federal income tax that has to be paid. Mm -hmm. In addition to saving on federal income taxes, it is also estimated that Warren Buffett will save $10 billion dollars because of the estate planning he has done. Oh, wow. That's billion with a B. Oh. In contrast, some of the money that I've helped save people by helping them qualify for government benefits is uh, I helped someone save 180000 uh for residing in uh, nursing home care for two and a half years. Uh, I helped another client save $54,000. Um, I helped an adult child and his mother save $83,000 by qualifying for nursing home care. So this is in contrast to the billions that uh, can be saved uh, by the wealthy avoiding the federal estate tax. But still, thousands is even more to the common people. Right. Every dollar means more because they have fewer of them to... Uh, waste away. So some of the planning that we do uh, hinges on qualifying for nursing home Medicaid. And you've heard stories about how people can get qualified by maybe giving things away. Well, in 2005, when they passed the Deficit Reduction Act, they changed the, the look back on gifts from three years to five years. So if you make gifts within five years of applying for government benefits, there's going to be a penalty. And the penalty is calculated by dividing the gift by the uh, penalty rate, which is $172.65. That'll give you the number of days that Medicaid says even though technically you qualify, your your income is low enough and your assets are low enough, we're still not going to pay for a certain number of days. Well, those are just the general rules, and qualified attorneys who know elder law can help reduce that time. So then who would be accounted for in keeping track of those those values, if you're gifting away something and you don't even remember it, you can't plan ahead, can you? Yes, we can. We we start with a long-term care deficiencies checkup. If you want a long-term care deficiencies checkup, call us now at Talk Law Radio at 210-308-8867. That's 210 210- Three zero eight 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 six seven, and ask for your long-term care deficiencies checkup, and we can email it or mail it to you. This will help you decide for yourself whether you think that you are ready for a long-term care event. Nobody plans in advance when it's going to be a convenient time to have a stroke 
or a heart attack or develop Alzheimer's or dementia. Right. It's like there's no right or wrong answer about what age you have to be and what circumstances you're in. You need to do this for yourself because it's your life in your hands. We really do want to hear from you. So if, again, you need to get that emailed or mailed to you, our long-term deficiencies checkup, the number is 210-308-8867 or even visit our website and type into our chat box. We'll get back to you on Monday when you visit marcourtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A. R-D for David and T like Tango, lawfirm.com. We will continue. The show's not over yet, folks, so we do want to hear from you. Todd, tell us more. We will go over more about how to protect their assets, at least, right? Yes, we'll be talking about gifts. Well, we do look forward to you staying here with us. This is Talk Law Radio with Todd Marcourt. I'm your co-host, Christiana Villegas, with Marcourt Law Firm as well. Don't forget to call us at 210-308-8867 before we finish out this Saturday. You've heard him on Talk Law Radio. Now work with his firm yourself. Marquardt Law Firm is the go-to firm in San Antonio for wills, trusts, and powers of attorney. Want to have a say on who will get your money and assets when you die instead of leaving it up to a judge? Then you need a proper estate plan in place, and Marquardt Law Firm can help you do just that. They can also develop a strategy for your long-term care financing and help maneuver the complicated Medicaid process for your family. Call them today to schedule your no-cost legal consultation. Call 210-530-4278. Again, that's 210-530-4278. Protect what's yours with Marquardt Law Firm. MarquardtLawFirm.com. And welcome back to Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Live with Todd Marquardt and I'm your co-host, Christiana Viegas. We're still taking calls before the show is over at 210-308-8867. But today's episode has been going into elder law, understanding Medicaid. And Todd, you were going to tell us a bit more about gifts, right? Right. Gifts are penalized, remember? So don't do it unless you are under the care of a qualified elder law attorney. Some of the things we have to consider before counseling somebody on making gifts is that we have to keep in mind what are the resources available for care, such as uh, money in the bank, investments, retirement, properties such as real estate, motor vehicles, uh, life insurance. And we also look at the objectives like I said before, I, I like to call it the primary objective. What you want in the event that you become incapacitated or require long-term care services. We have to decide whether gifts are going to be in your best interest. So are the gifts being made uh, for birthdays and Christmas, or are they being made in the context of estate planning, financial planning, or Medicaid planning, long-term care planning, or asset preservation planning, uh, pursuant to recommendations 
under the care of a, an attorney. So we want to look at, are these gifts following some pattern of giving that you've been contributing to your church or other charity, or is this uh, going to uh, beneficiaries that are ultimately going to inherit from you under your will. Exactly. Like the families that end up having to move in together, and they eventually just want to give the house to their children. But is there a way to protect the home from Medicaid? Yes. There, there's actually two things that we have to worry about when helping somebody qualify for nursing home Medicaid. Number one is getting them qualified and saving money. Usually they're allowed to save the house. And so Medicaid is expecting that. They're relying on that uh, because Medicaid estate recovery program says that after somebody passes away that's been receiving uh, Medicaid benefits, that the state of Texas wants to be reimbursed. Medicaid estate recovery uh, started in Texas uh, about that same time in 2005, and the legislators in Texas became uh, concerned, well, what's going to happen if we start taking away all these homes? You guessed it. Yes, those legislators would probably be uh, voted out of office. And so they asked the elder law uh, section, how do we implement a state recovery without getting voted out of office. And we said, you're in luck. There's something that we can do, that we can help our clients uh, save and protect the homes. Because in Texas, you might remember, it's the have your cake and eat it too state. Mm -hmm. Nobody can take away your home except for the bank that gave you the mortgage money or the builder who improved it, generally speaking. Um, the only people that lose their house to Medicaid estate recovery are people that don't know a lawyer or just don't like lawyers. So the politicians wanted to keep their homes by understanding we need to keep <laughs> ours, but yes. still made it difficult to know what exactly you should do to get it protected. So there are some statutory exemptions uh, under the Medicaid estate recovery law. Uh, for example, if you're a surviving spouse, nobody's going to take away the home from you because that's your homestead. That's where you're living. If you are a surviving child uh, under the age of 21 years old, that doesn't happen very often because most of the time these uh, people receiving nursing home Medicaid are older. They're elderly. They're in their later years. Um, some that are another exemption for a surviving child is one who is permanently or totally disabled uh, according to Social Security standards. Another exemption is if, if you were uh, an unmarried child residing continuously in the homestead for at least a year before the uh, Medicaid recipient uh, started receiving Medicaid. So those are the, the statutory exemptions, but there's other ways for elder law attorneys to help you save and protect your house. Uh, the most well-known way is through the what we call the 
ladybird deed. Uh, we call it ladybird because there was an old uh, wives' tale that ladybird Johnson used this kind of deed to protect her property. Um, if you read enough about it, like I do, uh, there's there's also um, some explanation that no, Ladybird Johnson didn't really do that, but some law professor used it as an example in in the law school class, and from then on, everybody just referred to it as the Ladybird deed. Um, that Ladybird deed should not be done by any insurance salesman. It should be done by a qualified elder law attorney. So if you have questions about that, give us a call at the law firm at 210-530-4278. So that's a lot of information, though, to go over. And benefits, children, trying to make sure that you qualify and you still want to look out for your family, though. Right. And Medicaid is just one of those government programs there's also Social Security and SSI. And so next week, uh, we're going to have Oscar Garcia talk about when is the best time to take Social Security for retirement. Oscar Garcia was the public affairs specialist for Social Security Administration here in San Antonio. And he wrote a column in the San Antonio Express News for many years. Well, he retired from Social Security, and now he works independently as a consultant to help people understand when the best time to take Social Security retirement is. Now, you can do that analysis yourself uh, by going to the Social Security website, uh, but we don't recommend that because if you're doing your own analysis, you might have some of these legal issue blind spots. So we've invited Oscar Garcia to be on the program next week to talk about when is the best time to ask Social Security to begin your retirement income. But if you and your loved one have that fear that maybe you're not going to remember to tune into that episode, you're going to be busy, you have something going on, we still will be taking calls Throughout the week, you call our office at 210-530-4278. Our phone lines are open. We do check our voicemails daily. The number is 210-530-4278. And our website also has that chat box available. Contact us at marcourtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D for David, T like Tango, lawfirm.com. This has been a great episode, learning more about elder law, about how you can look out for your families. But if there's any kind of medical catastrophe, Todd, you were telling me earlier about that couple, right? Yeah. Nobody plans for catastrophe. And so you need to have a plan in advance so that you know what's going to happen because if you have a brain injury or you develop Alzheimer's or dementia, you're not going to be able to sign these legal documents. Uh, I knew a guy that was in a car accident, 
and he had health insurance, but it only covered uh, physical therapy for four hours a week. What? But he needed more like four hours a day. Absolutely. So that he could get back on his feet and start walking, or he would never walk again. And so this type of planning, even financial planning, is needed. And I, I don't do financial planning. I have financial planners, financial advisors that work with our clients. Um, but it, it goes hand in glove with the elder plan of action that we develop, which is a written plan that goes through what are the requirements to qualify for these government programs and what are your assets and how do we organize your affairs to help you meet those requirements and save money and qualify for those benefits. We had another um, gentleman that we helped um, whose wife uh, suffered a catastrophic illness, and he couldn't lift her because he had his own disability. He walked with a cane, and he couldn't lift her. So we helped her qualify for nursing home benefits, and he was able to stay home, keep his home, uh, and save some money to pay for things that might go wrong. Because in addition to paying the utility bills and the taxes and the insurance, uh, you might have to replace the water heater, or you might have to replace the roof, or you might have to fix the foundation. So the general rules are that you have to have less than $2,000, but we can help you expand that and save more so that you can pay for what you need at home and help your loved one get qualified for nursing home care. So if you want to get more information and some guidance, don't wait until just next Saturday. We give you this opportunity to take action now. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 if you want to legally enforceable written plan for how you want to live and be cared for if you become incapacitated or disabled because of a stroke, heart attack, Alzheimer's, or dementia. And just like Todd said, it can happen in just a car accident or when you're sleeping. Don't forget to call us at 210 530 4278. Call us at Marquardt Law Firm. 